Welcome into Author's Corner on Chapter 27, Code Club. So this chapter was a lot of fun to write for me because, as you can probably gather, I like old movie references. And whenever a situation in my life reminds me of a movie I watched growing up, then it kind of makes it more fun for me to develop a storyline around it. But it was also a sad story to write because, very sadly, it is a true story. So I spoke to a nurse who used to be a pediatric nurse in a NICU, a neonatal intensive care unit. This nurse shared with me that every couple weeks in their NICU, they would have what she didn't call it code night. That's something that I came up with. But she said they basically planned all the vaccinations for every two-month-old preemie all to be given during the night shift, all on the same night, about every two weeks. So everyone who was like, you know, two months old by that age, or two months and one week old, or whatever, two months and two weeks old, they kind of all group grouped them in together. And they gave all the vaccines, all, you know, you know, to each, each uh, qualifying baby. And she told me that they would literally have codes and be prepared for it with their resuscitation carts because those were the nights that they always had these codes. And a code is, uh, you ever been in a hospital and you hear, you know, code blue, room 315. Codes are when someone's heart stops or they stop breathing and you have to, you know, start CPR and start breathing for them and give them medications and, you know, shock their heart back to life, if, if that applies. That rarely applies in a NICU setting, but so that's what a code is. And this nurse told me that she literally would have babies ready to go home that very day. The babies are totally fine. They overcame all their challenges. And the night before, they give them their shots and wham, complications. So the most common complication she found was apnea, which is uh, where you stop breathing temporarily, but then you start again. So you might stop breathing for like 15 or 20 seconds and then you start again. So a lot of preemies already have that problem and they give them IV caffeine to help prevent the apneas. And along with apneas go uh, bradycardias or where your heart slows way down. It doesn't stop completely, but it slows way down. So they call them A's and B's. That's the lingo that you saw in the chapter, apneas and bradycardias. Well, that is possibly the most common complication of vaccination in preemie babies. And you'll see that in the resources and the studies I gave you. And this nurse shared with me how she was horrified that she just saw this over and over again. And they'd have to keep babies a few more days uh, when they had apneas and bradycardias after the vaccines. And then even worse, there's a rare complication, intraventricular hemorrhage. That's where you have bleeding in your brain. Now, preemies already have a risk of bleeding in their brain just from being a preemie. But imagine you have a preemie who's recovered and doing well, and then you get their two-month shots and boom intraventricular hemorrhage. They bleed, 
they might code from the bleed or develop neurological signs and problems from the bleed, and then they have to go through all that recovery. And there's the occasional seizure reaction, but that's, you know, I guess you could look at that as mild compared to the other reactions. And this nurse friend of mine told me they were not allowed to talk about it. They were not allowed to challenge it. Those who did were shut up. That everyone in the NICU knew this was happening, but they basically accepted it as a necessary evil. And like I said in the book, they almost would turn it into a necessary good because if you're a nurse or a doctor in this setting and you know this is happening, the only way you can deal with this is turn it around in your mind like Janelle did in the story and say, well, we have to do it this way. We have to give them the shots before they go home because they'll literally, they will literally die of a disease if we send them home, right? And so we do this in the NICU where we can monitor them and save them. But I got to wonder, what is statistically riskier? Doing the vaccines and having one of those side effects and possibly a fatal side effect. Statistically, what's the likelihood that harm is going to come from doing all the vaccines compared to sending a preemie baby home Kind of, you know, keeping them somewhat isolated, quarantined from society, which we're all used to right now anyway, and not having a lot of young kids come around that baby, make sure no one's sick, and just letting that preemie baby thrive and grow and develop at home for a few more months before you begin the vaccines at the pediatrician's office, and maybe you spread the shots out. Or maybe, you know, you're a family who is uh, very naturally oriented and you decide you don't want to do the vaccines after you talk about it with your doctor, of course. And, you know, what's the risk to those babies of being harmed by disease compared to the risk of getting the vaccines? I, I think that's a valid question. And so the nurse in the NICU also told me that they don't give separate consent for vaccination in the NICU. And you can imagine why. But I think the climate of denial, and you again have to use like humor as a protective mechanism to protect yourself from all this stuff that you're doing to these preemies. You know, you almost have to convince yourself as a medical professional that it's good, that you're doing good, and that this is good for the babies. And the alternative is so much worse. So that's how you can justify it in your mind to keep going. And this nurse that I talked to uh, could not justify it in her mind anymore. And it was hard for her. I don't have a lot more to say on this. I think the chapter speaks for itself. So if you know anybody with a preemie in the NICU and uh, you want to give them informed consent for vaccinations, shoot them this chapter and show them the resources and have them ask their doctor of the NICU what they think about this. Um, <laughs> you know what they'll say, but you know, it's, it's valid. They, they certainly should ask about it. So the next chapter is a lot of fun because it's partly based on my very own experience when I was in pediatric residency. So Look forward to that, you guys, and I will see you on the next Author's Corner.